We're not here to make suggestions to you that maybe you should follow Christ. Or maybe you should allow God to come into your heart. Or maybe you should think about it and maybe all of these things. No, God commands all people everywhere to repent because He has fixed a day when He would judge the world in righteousness. And He has made it known who that man is by raising Him from the dead. Psalm 100 says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and His faithfulness to all generations. I want to focus on verse 3. It says, that, Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. I need you to think about that this morning. That you didn't make yourself. It's God who made you. He is the Creator and we are His creation. And so, God has authority to say what is good and right and true. You see that hawk right there? You see those birds right there? God created them as well. And aren't they beautiful? And aren't they amazing? But human beings are created in His image. They are created in His image. And we are to be obedient to our Creator. We are to submit to our Creator. We are supposed to love our Creator. And the way that we are supposed to love our Creator is to image Him the way that He is. The way that He is. And God is good, the Scripture says. And see, there's a problem. If God is good, then what are we? And when we look into God's Word and we see how holy, holy, holy God is, and we look at who He is in Scripture... Not, not the God of our imagination. I want to point that out. That God's Word is God's special revelation of who He is. Yes, we can look at the birds in the sky and we can look at all of creation and know that there is a Creator and know that there is a God. But when we look into His special revelation, when we look into God's Word, it reveals to us who God is and who we are. And it, and it causes us, it should cause us to examine ourselves and say, if God is this way and I am this way, then there's a problem. Because God is good and He's righteous and He's holy and He's just. But the Bible says that no man is righteous, no man is good, no man is just. That we've all gone astray. We've all gone each to his own way. The venom of asps is under our lips and our feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery is in our paths. And the problem is, is we're sinners. And what's a sinner? Someone who has rejected God. Someone who has broken God's law. Someone who has fallen short of that perfect image. And every single one of us has fallen short of that perfection. God is perfect and we are not, and that is a problem. And we want to implore you today to, uh, to obey God, to not murder your child, but to love your child.
Why? Because God is love. And love does no harm to its neighbor. Especially the most innocent neighbor. The innocent neighbor that is in the mother's womb. The human being that is in the mother's womb is a human being created by God, just like the scripture says. That is a human being created by God. You did not create yourself, but God is the creator. And so therefore, we must submit to our creator. Well, why won't you submit to your creator? Why won't we submit to a higher authority? Why do we reject and suppress the truth that was so clear to us? Romans 1 tells us that, that God has clearly shown to us who He is through His creation so that men are without excuse. So what's, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to keep living in rebellion against our Creator? Are we going to keep on trying to live our life for ourselves in our selfish ambitions according to this world, according to our flesh and our passions? And the Bible says that we are actually following the devil when we do these things. Or are we going to turn from living this way in selfish ambition? Are we going to turn from our sin? And are we going to turn to the life, to the truth, to, to God? We understand that God's special revelation tells us that the only way that this is going to happen, the only way that men are going to turn from their sin, the only way that, that men are going to turn from worshiping themselves and worshiping the creation is the gospel. Because the gospel is the power of God for salvation. The gospel, the message about God and His Son, Jesus Christ, the God-man, the Son of God who came into this world and put on flesh and dwelt among us, who lived a perfect sinless life and died a substitutionary death and rose again from the grave and has ascended and sits at the right hand of the Father right now. This good news about Jesus Christ, the eternal God, who put on flesh, the Word who became flesh, the Lamb of God who came into this world to save it from its sins. This is good news because men are in rebellion against the Creator and will continue to stay in rebellion against the Creator until the Gospel transforms them, until God's Word makes them alive, until God puts this, His Spirit inside of them and quickens them and makes them alive together with Christ. And so we preach today to you some people say, why would you just preach to people who don't want to hear it? Why would you just come over to a fence and stare at a building and these people who hate God and sit in their cars and suppress the truth and unrighteousness, why would you preach to them for if they don't want to hear it? Because I'm standing here today as someone who never wanted to hear God's Word. I'm standing here today who hated God and hated everything about Him. They didn't want anything to do with God. But God in His mercy, God in His mercy caused me to be born again when I heard the gospel of my salvation. And when I heard about Jesus Christ, He made me alive together with Christ. From that moment forward, I desired God. I wanted God. I wanted to know Him. I wanted to worship Him. And I understood who God really was and who I really am. And then I was 
alienated from God, separated from God, that I was dead in my sins and trespasses, that I was an idolater, that I was an adulterer, that I was a murderer and a liar and someone who was an enemy of God. And the only way for me to be reconciled to this holy God was that I would believe upon Jesus Christ and I would trust in Him by faith that He is who He says He is, that He is the I Am, that He is the eternal God, that He is Jehovah God, that He is Yahweh, that He is the mighty God, He is the Prince of Peace, that He came into this world and put on flesh and dwelt among us to save me from my sins. That He came into this world to provide righteousness for me. To provide a substitutionary atonement for me. And then applied that work of His saving work of redemption to me through His Spirit. And that's what we want for you today. That's my desire within my heart today. That enemies of God, enemies of me, would be reconciled to God. This is a message of love today. This is a message of absolute, pure love because God is love. And His gospel is a gospel of love. His gospel is a gospel of reconciliation and peace with God. This good news is that you, a sinner, an enemy, hostile in mind and motive and deed, and all of, all of you are, can be reconciled to holy God. This is good news. And why preach this message at a place that's murdering children? What's this have to do with child murder? It has everything to do with it. Child murder is idolatry. Child murder is idolatry. Child murder is idolatry. And it's cloaked, it's cloaked in believing that you are doing something that's good. But what's happening here today is you are trading what God says is evil, murder, and you are flipping it on its head, and you are saying, it's good. The mother is choosing something that's good, because they want to live a successful life, a a, a better life in this world and this baby is a hindrance to their to their life and then you reject that, that that life in the womb is even a human being you reject it what God has clearly shown to us that that's a human being created in the image of God but you reject that remember you're not you've not created yourself but God has created you and so you've decided to flip that and you've decided to destroy God's creation the most innocent human being You've decided to crush its head. You've decided to rip its arms out. You've de decided to destroy that human being and take its rights away in the name of women's rights. It's sinister. It's evil. And it's cloaked in pietism. But it ain't good. Why? Because God says it's evil. Because God says it's not good. So what's going to happen for those who continue to double down in their sin? What's going to happen for those who continue to suppress the truth about God and live in unrighteousness? My friends, I love you today, and I tell you this because I love you, that you will die in your sin, and you will go to hell. You will be separated from God for all eternity. Eternal separation from God is a reality.
Because God is eternal, and He's created you with an eternal soul. And because you suppress God and you hate God right now and you continue to live in rebellion against God, God's going to give you what you want. God's going to give you what you want and you don't want Him. And so therefore, if you don't want Him and you reject the Son, He's going to give you what you want and He's going to separate you from Him for eternity. And the Bible says that there is weeping and there is gnashing of teeth in hell. And it's eternity. You can't get out. And right now, right now, the light is shining in the darkness. The light is shining in the darkness. God has sent His messengers here today to preach His Word, to preach His light, to give you light, to give you the message of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom, the good news of the gospel, God's message. We are God's ambassadors. God making his appeal through us to be reconciled to God. He's giving you warning and warning after warning. If you continue to keep in living in rebellion against the king, the king's wrath is coming. His judgment is coming. And his way out is his son. His son came into the world to reconcile you to the king. But you keep on rejecting the king. Why? Because you keep on rejecting the message of the king. And so we come here today as ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us to be reconciled to God. And this is not a suggestion. We're not here to make suggestions to you that maybe you should follow Christ. Or maybe you should allow God to come into your heart. Or maybe you should think about it and maybe all of these things. No, God commands all people everywhere to repent because He has fixed a day when He would judge the world in righteousness. And He has made it known who that man is by raising Him from the dead. Jesus Christ has been risen from the grave to prove and to show to all the world that He is God and that the Father was pleased with the sacrifice of His Son. That this Jesus whom He rose from the grave is not just a man and He is not just a prophet and He is not just this or that. That He is God in human flesh and He had dwelt among us and He lived a perfect sinless life obeying the law and the Father absolutely perfectly. And why did he do that for? Because each one of us have failed in that. We are commanded by God to be perfect, as God is perfect. But have you looked in the mirror lately? Have you examined yourself against the Word of God and the law of God? The Word and the law of God shows us that we are not good. No, not one. But God is good. And Jesus Christ is God, and He is good, and He is perfect. And all that He has done, and all that He has obeyed, for this purpose is to fulfill all righteousness, so that those who would put their faith in Jesus Christ would receive the righteousness of God. 
They would receive the righteousness of God. This is what we need. This is what we don't have outside of Jesus Christ. We don't have the righteousness of God. And we need the righteousness of God. And how does one obtain the righteousness of God? Through faith in Jesus Christ, the one who is righteous. We need the righteousness of God. And we need to believe by faith in Jesus Christ, the one who is righteous and is the only one who is righteous and he would give that righteousness to you as a gift through his work because we have failed in our works and the punishment we deserve for sin is death so who died for sinners that same Jesus that same Jesus in his active obedience in his passive obedience went to the cross and gave up his life for us this is how God has demonstrated his love for us, the Bible says. That yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He laid his life down as a propitiation for our sins, as a substitute for sins, because God demands justice, and he is righteous, and he is holy, and he must punish sin. So sin will either be punished on you or on Christ. What are you going to choose? What are you going to choose? I choose Christ. Why? Because he loved me. Because he's God in human flesh and he came into this world to die for me, a sinner, so that he can reconcile me to the Father. This is what Christ has done. He went to the cross. He gave up his life. Like a lamb that was taken to the slaughter, he opened not his mouth. Why didn't he not revile back? Because he loved me. Because he loved me and he loved you. He loved them out here and he loves the world. And this is how he's done it. But why do you reject his love? Because you love your sin and you love darkness. Turn to the light. Turn to Christ. Turn to the Lamb of God today. Christ died on the cross for me. And when Christ died on the cross, the wrath of God was poured upon Christ instead of me. And if you would put your faith in him, it would be the same for you. It would be the same for you. It would be the same for you. Your sins would be forgiven because God's wrath was poured upon the Son. The wrath of God was extinguished in Christ. His blood, His blood was poured out. He died for us because we deserve death. The wages of sin is death. Christ died for our sins to make a substitution in our place. And how do we know that the Father was pleased with this sacrifice? Mom, please let us help you today. Mom, please, please have mercy on your baby. We'll adopt your baby. We'll give you whatever you need. You don't have to do this today. Trust God today. How do we know? How do we know that God was pleased with his son's work? in his substitutionary death. He rose him from the grave. God rose Jesus Christ from the grave. He got up from the tomb. He walked out of that tomb. And he walked among his disciples for 40 days. And then he ascended into heaven. And before he ascended into heaven, he said this. Jesus Christ said this. All authority... In heaven and on earth 
has been given to me. Past tense. Has been given to me. And because of this, go therefore into all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Spirit. And the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And remember, I will be with you even to the end of the age. And now he's ascended and sits on his throne. Right now. That's where he is. Right now. The God-man. He's sitting on his throne. And he's commanding all people everywhere to repent. Because there is a day of judgment coming. And he is going to judge the living and the dead. And so our message to you is to turn to the king. To turn to him before it's too late. Because he is making a footstool of his enemies under his feet. And all things will be put in subjection to him. Planned Parenthood will be under his feet. Murder will be under his feet. All his enemies will be under his feet. And the last one is death. Christ is going to return. He's going to return just like he ascended. He's going to return at any moment. What are you going to do when he returns? Are you going to reach up for him and praise God when he returns? Or are you going to try to hide yourself under a rock? But that rock is not going to save you. Only the true rock, only the cornerstone, the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ, will save you. Only him and him alone. Turn to Jesus today. Turn to Jesus Christ. Believe in Him by faith. Repent of your sins. Turn to Christ and He will save you. Turn to Christ. Repent and believe the gospel.